Hi everyone and welcome to Superhogs Titans podcast series. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Antonio Bortolotti, the founder of the utterly fantastic VRWS conference. Antonio, how are you? Very good, thank you, Leo. I'm honored and flattered to, to be introduced this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know, I mean it sincerely. We've had a great couple of years uh, where we first met at your Como conference, um, which was obviously before the world shut down and, you know, in, in the days of, uh, in the heady days before we'd ever uttered the words COVID. Um, and then you and I stayed in, in really close contact during and kept chatting. And I was so delighted to come back when you, when you relaunched the conference last year. So, yeah. Um, you must be absolutely thrilled to be organizing a conference where you don't have to too much or make too many considerations right now for COVID. So how how is that treating you? Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, even though there's still COVID, but there are no restrictions uh, or the feeling of restrictions like last year. So it's a, it's a relief in a way. You were there last year, so you remember we had a cap at 50%, meaning that before COVID, we were expecting up to 600 attendees, but then we were organizing that in France and we had a limitation at 300. And indeed, we sold out like every year. But if you remember, like a couple of weeks before, there was a new wave of COVID. So we got like 50 cancellations. And in the end, we did like 250 people. You remember we were wearing the masks. Yeah. So, you know, with all the round tables and networking it was kind of, you know, weird. But on the other hand, there was this really, you could feel it in the air, the desire for everyone to get together again in person after two years of confinement. So all good. I mean, absolutely. And, and there's so many reasons why you do the conference. The education is always fantastic. The vibe is always excellent. And, and also, I can say that we made some, uh, as a business, we met some people there that have gone on to become customers, which is absolutely fantastic. And when I think back to last year, which I must say for anyone who wasn't aware, it was in Annecy, in Annecy, in, in, in southwest France, southeast France, uh, lovely lake for swimming. Um, the, uh, the <laughs> we'll, get <on. laughs> we'll get on to that, won't we? Um, the... Um, the uh, I don't think back and remember wearing a mask. I, I really don't think about that because actually... You're right. Everyone was such energy for people to get back together that I wasn't thinking, oh, this was a pain, that was a pain, restrictions. Quite the opposite. We knew there was going to be restrictions and we all fought through that because we wanted to be at the conference and it was it, it was utterly brilliant. Yeah, correct. I agree with that. It, it was really the feeling that everyone had and it's because it's basically what it's been in this industry. Whoever is in this industry seriously realizes that there is something different than in other industries. It's a people industry and uh and uh, we should be naturally inclined to be hospitable <laughs> and so when we meet at events that's what i expect uh, i expect to meet up with people who have a green on their faces who are happy to see me or and i'm happy to see them so that's what it is that's what it's been at least for the event for nine years now so uh one of the recipes for success is definitely the people there and the atmosphere I completely agree. Well, look, tell us in your own words, sort of how you started, why you started VRWS and, and a little bit about how it sort of forms and is today. You know, everything starts from a lack of something. So, you know, you, even like your business, every business starts because you realize there is something missing. You can't find the solution. And then sooner or later you go do it yourself. 
sometimes you fail, sometimes you don't. So basically, uh, I, I was born as a host, as a property owner myself. I still am. I, have, I own multiple properties uh, in Sardinia and on Lake Maggiore. And over the years, I, I, I mean, I, I remember I went to the first HomeAway Summit back then in 2007 or eight, when it maybe it wasn't even HomeAway yet, but I, uh, and in Europe, in London, actually. And I was expecting there to learn so much and meet so many fantastic people, uh, which in a way happened, but not really as I expected. Then I was on their stage for like three, four years, every year, sharing some of my secrets, so to speak, uh, of how I was performing with my properties up until the moment when uh, the time was mature to get uh, uh, a summit of our own uh, because demand was super big. Like lots of property managers and hosts were saying, how do you do this? How do you do that? Uh, operations uh, and other things. And there was really nothing that was delivering on this uh, need. So at the time, uh, I knew a few people in the industry who I've met over time during the years. I had this crazy vision, an idea. So I reached out to all of them and said, look, would you like to jump on board with me to this crazy journey uh, and start this thing called the summit? And uh, yeah, the people jumped in quite happily. We did the first edition live uh, online. Uh, and uh, you know, in a way, it was sort of like, if it fails, no one's going to realize because it's online. Yeah. But if it goes well, it goes well. So in the first edition, we had 15,000 attendees from 50 countries for three days. Wow. Sorry, say, say that again. How many? Yeah. One, five, 15,000 people for three days uh, nine hours, eight hours a day, you know, nine to five from 50 different countries. So clearly uh, there was demand for it. So I said, okay, it goes well. So we repeated two years. And then on year three, we landed on physical grounds uh, with a physical event uh, in Barcelona, Spain, then Florence the year after, then Lake Como for two years, then last year, ANSI, this year, Portugal, all the way up to the ninth edition. So, amazing, amazing. I had no idea that it started as a, a, a as an online event, and you know, clearly it's it's changed over the years as an event as as the industry has changed. What what would you say is different from the conversations and the education that was happening back when you started to to where it is today? Well, I would say that today it's a more mature industry. We're all more mature and grown. So sometimes. Uh, it's, uh, it was easier to, to share education uh, in the past because people were less mature, less expert, less professional. So it was easier to share topics uh, that were valuable for all the attendees. Now I see as we're growing, uh, sometimes uh, the conversations become more um detailed more specific the topics are higher in level because as i said uh, the people attending are uh, a lot more pros than they used to be years ago yeah so that's the way i've seen it changed uh, from an education standpoint yeah i think you're right and then the the sort of the 
the things that people might want to learn about are much more varied as well, right? So it's really important to know your audience and know exactly what, what your particular audience wants to hear about, generally speaking. And you have a very loyal, very loyal follower, follower base for your conference. Is that what you think the secret is, is making sure that the education is targeted to them as much as it can be? I think it's a matter of uh, the atmosphere that's created there, because uh, when uh, for those who've been to the summit and you are one of them, so, you know, you relate to that as family. Mm-hmm. So you feel like, uh, OK, I'm going back there year after year because I'm going to meet my peers. I'm going to meet my friends. I'm going to meet people who I haven't seen in a year. So I'm just going to exchange tips and tricks and share how I'm doing things. And they're going to do the same with me. There's an exchange that is fabulous. So the atmosphere that's created there is what I think it makes, makes the difference. But to, 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 uh, to say something different, uh, uh, this year we have a lot of new people attending the event. So it's going to be quite interesting to see. And especially for you guys and all the companies being there as well, it's going to be interesting as well because there's, you, you guys are all going to have a lot of uh, new people to talk to. I really look forward to that. One of the things I think is your secret is the, is the locations that you choose. Because um, as you know, I'm involved in the Short-Term Accommodation Association in the UK. So everything we do is generally in London not renowned for its weather until very recently um uh, and uh, certainly uh, certainly not as glamorous as the locations that, that you tend to pick um what can you tell us about this upcoming year because i mean i have such fond memories of drinking in a square in, in como and getting to know some wonderful people some friendships that have lasted a long time people like michael golding at noise aware um, yeah. uh, Shannon, uh, who was guest ready at the time, and Simon Lehman, of course, we had a lovely evening, and a few others who I could name, and, and you, of course. And then last year, we had all that lovely swimming in Lake Annecy and all that lovely networking at, at sort of one o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, that, that is that is now vacation rental legend, I think. What what um what what's in the what's in the tank for everybody this year? Well, this year, uh, actually, we are rolling out the event app, uh, I think, today uh, to the attendees. And uh, in there, we basically put lots of things to do while in there. And we're going to have some fringe events as well before, during and after the summit. So there is lots of things to do. Party time, uh, bars, uh, dinners. Some companies are organizing uh, something uh, on the side of the event. So I think it's going to be like every year, uh, once again, a reunion of uh, friends and peers and partners from the industry. Brilliant. So this year, yeah, you can expect, uh, you can expect, I believe, uh, lots of them. I mean, Porto, I don't know. Have you, been, have you ever been to Porto before? This will be my first time. Okay, so it's uh, it's uh, the second. Uh, it's a UNESCO heritage uh, town. Uh, very nice, and uh, it's got like a center, city center that is uh, very charming, and it's full of uh, life. So that's where the action will take place. And the venue is not far from there. It's right on the river. So I I I can envision, uh, you know, all of us. <laughs> We're going to have some fun after the event as well. It sounds utterly, utterly brilliant. Um, 
You mentioned earlier in, in the interview the fact that there's lots of new people sending this year. This I'm not surprised about because obviously last year was about everyone getting back after COVID, right? So it was it was about rebirth, the, 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 the phoenix. Um, given, given that we're full 12 months on from that and things have definitely come back come back stronger, I think, for lots of people. We, we're seeing this revenge travel taking place, even in amongst the cost of living crisis. We're seeing people prioritizing wanting to go on holiday and wanting to go away and experience things. What, um, what sort of themes are you going to be pulling in uh, this year to do with that? Well, we always start every year with uh, industry data and trends. Normally, there is either AirDNA or Transparent that gives an overview on the industry. Uh, so we think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a good start to give everyone an overview on a macro level, on a global level, and then going more granular uh, into like European and North American uh, level to get the feel for attendees to understand what's going on and what's expected to happen in the next six to 12 months. Um, we have, um, I just like, uh, I put it here a few notes because otherwise, you know, there's a list of, we actually released the agenda two days ago, two or three days ago. And I, indeed, if you go to the vacationrentalworldsummit.com website, you'll see there's a link on the top menu called agenda that lists the topics there. So I'm just Brilliant. going, you know, by heart. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have Simon Lehman, as always, with his nice talk. Uh, and his talk this year will be for preparing for the unexpected. So uh, it will be a talk about changing travel behavior and length of stay, optimizing revenue management, uh, distribution, direct bookings, uh, and, and more. Then uh, Alexander Limper will talk about how to scale. He's, he's basically going to talk about how to scale from zero to 3,000 properties, so for whoever is there that is looking at growing that could be an interesting example to see uh we're gonna have um verbo lara quack from verbo who is going to give a i think a pretty interesting uh session a panel on sustainability with like uh, three or four champions of sustainability in our industry so we're going to talk about how to make sure that you are also meeting what the requirements are for a better world for all of us uh, while attracting a new audience that is becoming more and more uh, sensitive or you know uh, to, to the matter to the topic of sustainability Perfect. and then uh, reporting uh, uh, with Pierre Besseril from Transparent that is going to lead a session on uh, how reporting can revolutionize your operations uh, a fire chat uh, with uh, Eric Bergaglia from Booking.com that was going to be moderated, interviewed by Vanessa de Souza Lage. So she'll be back on stage on a different, um, uh, you know, with, uh, with a different, uh, you know, um, uh, we say it in Italian, clothes on. Right. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> then uh, uh, we'll have Matt Landau that's going to lead a secret new. Uh, he hasn't even told me uh, about the session yet because he, you know, he's done lots of research and then he comes out with uh, new things. I think he's he's he's, he's done he's going to do something pretty spectacular this year as well. So you've got an amazing lineup. I mean, you've just named such A-listers there, such big hitters, and I love the themes that you're exploring. It's definitely they're definitely more frequent conversations for sure around sustainability. Um, scaling very important, I think, at the moment. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about. The, uh, the conference being a few years old now and the, and the 
and the industry in general maturing, right? You've got big property managers looking at how they get further scale based on what they've been able, what 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 they've been able to do. So yeah, yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, also because uh, when I was saying earlier that we have lots of new people coming into uh, the industry and coming to the summit, uh, I was just thinking, and I think you probably you agree, and uh, that the the pandemic. Uh, has been sort of like a turning point in our industry. So there's lots of people who are exiting the industry and they say for one reason or the other, either they couldn't make it through the pandemic or they decided it was time to sell and uh, do something else in life. And uh, new people that are approaching the industry because of the pandemic that they found out that this is a great industry to be in. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, there's also uh, people who are looking at an exit. So you know, coming to the summit is also a way of finding someone that might be interested in acquiring your, your assets. Um, I think that's very interesting. I, I, I do agree. And I, I hadn't, th hadn't quite thought about it in those terms, but it makes perfect sense. Um, that's th that also a key element of networking, isn't it? It's to find out who's around, who's growing, who's looking for an exit. Um, quite, quite right. And I love the forums that you put together that really allow people to do that with the small groups and the, and, and, and the small table format. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Because I think if you haven't been to your, your summit, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know about that. Yeah, uh, true. It's something that we introduced last year because of the pandemic, uh, because of uh, a number of reasons that we did. As you said earlier at the beginning of our talk, we've been evolving over the years and we've been following also the flow and following what was needed and how could we get better and better every day. So last year we introduced the round tables. Prior to that, as you remember in Como, the spectacular theaters, uh, spectacular venues, but you had a theater style seating where you are more passive in a way, like you sit like in a cinema and watch who's on stage delivering sessions. Last year, we decided to introduce a more active and more engaging uh, way of being at the summit. And so we introduced these round tables. Group of 10 people seated at the round table. Uh, there's uh, an intersection of sessions on stage and then workshops at the round table with your peers and we pair people at the tables as in weddings so it's sort of like a wedding planning so it's not seated by chance it's not random seating we we've done some study some investigation and we realize we know that Property managers a certain size have similar issues and a certain geographical area like Europe as opposed to the US face different situations. So they speak the same language. And if they had to share their struggles and try to help each other, uh, then it's how we put them together at the right table. So you've got like hosts at the same table, property managers at other tables of different size and different you know, uh, geographical area. And, uh, and that's, that's it. I mean, uh, this, this proved to be, I mean, you were there. So how was it for you? Well, I, we, you know, we signed up, we signed up for this year quite quickly, didn't we? So I think that says yeah. you were the first one actually in January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that says it all. What I like about the small groups um, format, and there's lots of, you know, there's obviously lots of moments in the day where it's big, it's big talks and, you know, or you're mixing with lots of different people yeah. over a coffee or over a beer, you allow for lots of that net networking time to just happen. That's what I like about your style. It's very much like when we went to Kobe, it's like, we're going to be in this square. This is where we're going to be. And now you can, now you can mingle and meet people. But also what I liked about the small group sessions was 
it, um, it allows you to go into detail and have a more detailed conversation with a smaller group and actually learn. So, you know, you reflect upon a bigger talk, but then learn from someone else's pain point. And that might help you come away as a vendor or a property manager with, with, with new ideas on how to tackle a certain problem. And that's that's the key thing to me is, is, is always the, the, the education is so tight. What do you love most about the actual show itself? So when it's when it's happening, when it's when it's going on, what what what, what do you enjoy about a few days? The people, the atmosphere for sure, the the friendliness of everyone there, the convergence of interests right there, the networking that is done, the relationship that are sealed. Uh, I mean, I can feel there is an impact uh, done there. So I love, uh, I love the, the, generally speaking, I love the, the energy, the yeah. energy, the community feeling, the people, the networking. And I see that afterwards because I see that in the words of appreciation or gratitude that I receive via email from so many uh, attendees that weeks or months after they reach out spontaneously to me saying thank you because thanks to attending the event, I was able to. And, and they, you know, they list what they did. So oh, I'm... It's, it's very rewarding for me. Yeah, that, that's really brilliant. And that's another thing that's so great about you is that you really care about that experience, right? And that you're really, that, you know, you're, the feedback that you get is what, is what drives you next year, right? It's always to drive, drive it on to continue to evolve the show, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Now, um, you work very hard at the show. Uh, so I'm sure you, there's a slight bit of sadness when each year comes to an end because your work for that year is over. But what, how, how do you celebrate the end of it? of AVRWS? Oh, it depends. Uh, sometimes, it, as you said, it's uh, work hard, so you get quite stressed out after that. So a few years ago, I used to say, never again. Every edition uh -huh. was, okay, this is the last one. I'm not going to do it again because this is too much. And then like a few days later, you go like, okay, let's do another one. So how I celebrate, I just try to relax and chill out. I normally unplug for like a couple of weeks or a few weeks, uh, and then I start working on the next one uh, shortly after. So I just unplug. I think I'll do the same this thing this year. Uh, we have uh, some uh, relocation plans that you know of that we talked about uh, mm -hmm. Uh, challenging year, lots of things going on this year. So I think uh, it's going to be a deserved time for a break after the summit. Yeah. Well, I totally agree. Uh, and you, you do work so hard and you achieve so much with it. So thank you, Antonio, for coming and talking to us about it today. Anybody that hasn't been to VLWS, you have my personal endorsement. Um, you should definitely come. It's, it, it's, it's one of my favorite events of the year. Antonio, can you just give the people just listening just a little bit of detail about where it is, what, what exactly what the dates are and where to book? Yeah. yeah, super easy. It's September 15 and 16 in Porto, Portugal. And I'll give you like a preview here. We're going to have uh, the day before on September 14, there's like a pre-summit, one-day event for those that are tech geek or blockchain it's going to be called web3 in travel we're going to announce this this week uh and so it's a side event organized by luca de giglio Brilliant. uh so uh, i mean if you join the summit you can also add a little extra uh, come an extra day before and there's a mini summit for 50 people uh on web3 in travel so technology ai and the future that's going to be here tomorrow 
And uh, so Porto, Portugal, these dates, uh, uh, vacationrentalworldsummit.com is the website to go to. You can find all the information there. And over the next few days, we'll also release more information about this event. And for Portuguese, if there's any Portuguese uh, host or property manager listening, there's also going to be another side event uh, on the 14th. Uh, so that's still September 14th, organized by the Association of Property Managers of Portuguese Property Managers. This is more, more going to be geared towards Portuguese property managers. I think it's going to be in Portuguese, but for the Portuguese listening, if they want, there's going to be this one too. Amazing. Lots going on and I, I really can't wait. So um, Antonio, thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about it. And uh, I'll see you in Porto, my friend. Yep, you bet. See you there. Thanks, Antonio.